Fines, good morning. How's I've it? just walked on in. How are you doing? I'm OK. Right. I'm OK. So I pick up the paper this morning and I turn to the city section, which is difficult because it's on the front page. Police entitled to express views. So I read on and on and on. And, of course, that links into the, the new weapon really is the pen, isn't it? Well, it's really interesting. I mean, that... I have to say, I read that article as well this morning and it sent a bit of a chill through me because... It did me too and I don't get it. I had always understood... And I, I think everybody else had always understood that the whole point about the police force were that they impartially implemented the law without fear or favour. Their job wasn't to question, even you know, even all. It wasn't to question why things were happening, but whether they were lawful or not. Now, under the new leadership, um, and it's not that new, but uh, the chilling leadership, I think, is more accurate, of, of Learn Chung Ying who says that, this is just amazing, who says that all civil servants should be signing the anti-Occupy Central campaign. If I of said course, here and now on the air that I was going to do it, I'd be off like a prom dress. But, 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 you know, of course what he says is they do it, and this is bizarre, in their individual capacity. Well, excuse me, you're the chief executive of Hong Kong, you're going to sign a political statement in your individual capacity? It's like, you know... <laughs> it's like, I, like I mean, President it's, Obama saying, on my day off, I'll do on this. On my day off, I'm going to sign a thing saying that I don't like all the people in Texas. Which is fair enough, because there's quite a lot of horrible people in Texas, but I won't do that as president, I'll do that in my individual capacity. Um, no, you see me. No, you don't. People are going to say, and goodness knows why they say this, no, Mr Obama, <coughs> President Obama, you're president 365 days it's of the, the year. It's the job, not the man, and well, all that stuff. But, you know, I mean, it's a cliché, but some of these clichés have a meaning. You're and that also applies to chief executive, but it applies triple time to members of the police force because once the public gets the perception that the police force are sanctioned to get involved in certain political activities, and you can imagine what an outcry, what an enormous furor there would be if, if you heard from police representatives that they wanted to sign forms um, agreeing with democratic reform, for example or supporting, uh, give a cause, you know, supporting anti-landfill in Zhengquano, or whatever. Well, they're entitled really to matter. do it in their own personal capacity, surely. Well, the fact of the matter is, actually, no. <laughs> actually, no. Uh, particularly if you're chief executive of Hong Kong, and you claim that you are somehow, you know, on Wednesdays, you're not the chief executive of Hong Kong, but, but Thursdays, Fridays, possibly Saturday morning, not not after six o'clock on Sunday. You're, you're, you're not the chief executive anymore. I mean, talk about politicisation. Now, one of the things... Talk about barking. That, well, indeed, but one of the things, you know, which this demonstrates, as if we didn't know, but let's just make the point in case anybody's missed it, good morning, um, is that the, the political system is so crock that it just doesn't work. I mean, it is indeed ridiculous, in my view, that the chief executive of Hong Kong doesn't get involved in politics. But, of course, there's a small proviso. If you want to get involved in politics, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say this, you have to be elected by people. You have to actually have a vote from the population, not 685 votes, which Bern Chung Ying got. That's not the popular vote. Mm. So, in other countries, the person who runs the government has been elected to do it has gone through the whole process of making the case for doing it, has actually managed to garner some support to do it. Here, 
no, none of that applies. But they want the cream, they want the cake, and they want the topping. So they don't want to have to go through the agony of being elected. They don't want the problem of being accountable to the people of Hong Kong, but they want all the rest of it. They want to be able to be political figures Fast just like... Yeah, 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 and uh, oh, we're not going to mention the other thing. Um, but we could for money yeah so you know i mean this is just just not good enough but it's also quite worrying because i've never come across and okay there's only been three chief executives but they've been quite a few governors of hong kong before one who is so keen to polarize society as lone chung ying no wonder the police are going well you know if you if it's all right yeah, for you course, if you can do it, it we can it, do it, it. We, we can do it you know what about what about prison warders can they have a view on Boy, what on, about radio on, djs oh honestly can i just say i can't afford a pen don't take this personally but i'd have them shot you have them shot absolutely <laughs> i mean but some say too good for them that's yeah. what i say as well but some others say that yeah but you know, I mean, we're, we are now moving towards a situation heck, I mean, where where you have politicisation without politics. You know, we, we we live in a place where political parties have no legal structure. I mean, this is just balmy. They have to pretend to be commercial companies to be allowed to have a legal existence. But this is all the most Steve. powerful political party in Hong Kong, the Hong Kong Communist Party, doesn't even show its face. You don't even know who its members are. You don't know where its premises are. You don't know what meetings it holds. I mean, there's a kind of bad smell. Now, the bad smell's always been there, and it's the whole thing with odours. You know, you can contain them, but every now and again they seep under the door. What do the people who have gone nuts over this silent majority, anti-occupy thing hope to get want to get they must know they're going to get something oh, for doing well, this well there's what a num- there's a number of things the people because there can't lead- be any other well, reason no, no. the people who are leaders of it get personal reward and that's the way the system goes here God, is if, there a sound if, effect of skin crawling because i'm looking for it right well now. snouts troughs um etc but there is i mean there's that but of course the main thing is they're carrying out the wishes of the Chinese Communist Party which is not to have genuine democracy in Hong Kong despite all the things that were promised. Now the 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 new truth that we're supposed to learn is that none of these promises were made we, we've got to forget all about that. Uh, we've got very intelligent and top people in Beijing telling us that they've carefully read the book and the book says no nah, no nah, it doesn't say any of that and in fact anyway even if it does say that our interpretation of it is x y and z as americans would say in case we've got any listening in case we have that american that elusive american listener so you have a situation where um the people at the top have decided that you just have to mobilize everyone against and and this is this is very against, classic Steve, against each other well you, no no you, not against each other no no but it is against against the democrats i mean let, let's stop sort of pretending that this all exists in the ether it's very specific so you've got and you see it you've got various little creatures coming out of chambers of commerce you've got so and so that you know somebody purporting to represent lawyers in hong kong coming out of his little hole all over the place people who previously were not supposed to or didn't see their remit as getting actively involved in politics, they're going, oh my goodness, me? Political? How could you say this? I'm just signing a statement of a political nature. That doesn't make me in the smallest bit political, because we're not talking about politics, we're talking about law and order. This is Horlicks of a very thick type of Horlicks, if you ask me. I want to ask you a technical question. Technical question. So the big um, uh, um, show-off 
this morning is, um, well, we have 800,000-plus signatures on our thing, much better than Benny had, but at least Benny's had a shred of credibility. We don't know where these signatures have come from. I I mean, at least you put your ID card in on this sort of... I know, it may not be kosher. Well, Well, let's put it this way. If they were so keen and they spent most of their time saying, oh, none of those signatures are genuine, you know, they, they, they do them online, you can't trust that sort of thing. If, if, for one moment, I believe they were so clean on veracity, why don't they too have an independent organisation actually conducting this poll? They don't even bother with that, that sort of business. All of this is done by themselves. So, you know, if um, one person signs up 50 times and they've signed up for the right thing, do you think those signatures are going to be disallowed? What does it all mean? I well, mean, I mean, it's... it's, it's it, you, you know, we're in the middle. I mean, people should not forget we're in the middle of an enormous political campaign. Oh, I realise that. And, you know, everything is considered fair in... in uh, I was going to say in love and war, but there's not much love being shown. And actually, there's not much war being shown. I but, mean, this is the what's the end game here, Steve? Because I mean, the end game it, is that Hong Kong will not have its. Pro- it's very yeah, simple. Yeah, we know that. Will not have its. Pro- <laughs> well, that's the end game. Hong Kong what's the end was game promised of- democracy, and it's not going to have it. Yeah, I mean, my question is, what's the end game of all this chest beating about these signatures from the anti-occupy centre, well, which is just an idea on the back of a cigarette of, packet it's right part now? Part of the United Front tactics. But what, what will they do? Yes, we've got all this stuff. What will we do? What, do you, will, what are you going to do with then these? Be, they will then be saying, as indeed they are already saying so i'm not this isn't some great prophecy the real majority the so-called silent majority of hong kong the real people apparently some people in hong kong are less real than others so the real people in hong kong don't want democratic change i mean the fact that you've had more uh, public opinion surveys than i've had hot cups of tea showing the contrary all of that is nonsense apparently they're even they're even scrabbling and i saw carrie lamb did this the other day when she met the leaders of occupy central remarkably she's only met them for the first time the other day she said oh well you look at that poll now there's another poll which is a quite interesting poll which was conducted by another outfit that's just just created itself that said that people would if pushed um accepts a shoddy piece of compromise legislation if that's all they could get it also asked people, but would you like something better? And they also, no, no, actually, we want something better, but we would accept that. But she just, this is the new line. You, if any information you don't like, you ignore. So she ignores the bit of information that says the majority of people, quite a clear majority of people, actually want genuine democratic reform. But also there's a majority who are pragmatic and say, well, if we can't get that, at least let's have something. Well, you've got to put those two things together. But if you're involved, as Carrie Lam now is much to her disgrace, because she used to be a well-respected public official, you, you, you will say, I don't like that bit of evidence, so we're not going to mention that. Let's, let's go for the bit that supports our claim. Now, you may say, well, politicians do this all the time. And I'll say, yeah, that's true. Doesn't make it good, though. Yeah, you know, know, people commit suicide in high numbers. It doesn't mean I'm a great supporter of suicide. I want to go on to your polarisation thing, because put very, very simply, what it seems to me is this is turning Hong Kong people against Hong Kong people, not the likes of you and me. We're foreigners. We could clear off any time we wanted. Not that we will, because we love it here. Turning Hong Kong people against you each say other. We are foreigners. Well, we are technically. No, 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 you know no, what no, I mean? No, no, no. But I just want to make the point that a lot of these people, and this is why I find yeah, them so. I know what you're going to say, but we truly are so so disgusting. A lot of these people 
have foreign passports. Of course, of course. Tacked that in is, you know what I meant, though. No, 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 I know what you mean, but I want to just add yeah. another point. My other point is, all of these people say, we are patriots to our very left breast. Just as they were just I'm, before 97. you can get the sound effect of the left breast beating there. Um... And then they say, uh, now, for example, Robert Chow, who's the leader of, of, of the Love, Peace, Silent Majority, etc., it, it turns out is a holder of British passport. And he says, and I totally believe him, that he didn't know, he'd forgotten that he had such a thing. And he'd been told Easily by done. the British consulate that he couldn't give it up. Well, the second thing is just a lie. You, you can, go into you? the British Council and you say, I don't want to have a British passport. And they say, yeah, sign it, son. Right. Bye. Snip. Next. So that's just a lie. That's a complete and utter lie. I've forgotten which passport I hold. Well, I, can our, both of our listeners put their hands up? Do you know, listener, what passport you hold? I guess right. I think you do. I think everybody who holds a passport that's knows that they hold a passport. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, I just mentioned this because, you know, he, he has chosen to... Um, present himself as a as an embodiment of, of of a true patriot, and even the all of the tycoons, you know, even some of them go, oh, I've only got a Hong Kong passport. Well, yeah, maybe my wife has another one. Oh, and my sons and my daughters. So all of them, all of them are so patriotic, so confident in the future that they've taken out an insurance policy in the form of a foreign passport. When you use the word hypocrisy. It seems to me fairly weak as a description. Close your eyes. Dealing with Steve Vines, I'm getting a couple of texts from Americans listening. There's a confession <laughs> going on here. They're outing, Good day, yo. They're outing themselves as Americans, are they? Americans, yeah. Well, hey, I wonder oh, well, how many people. I wonder, I wonder how many people in this town really preferred a time, a time gone by, before the advent of fast food restaurants in Hong Kong, and now they've got sort of six-year-old grandsons who are nine feet tall because yeah. of all this junk. Uh, and, and nine feet wide as well. You know, and people yeah. do look back very fondly to the times when, you know, if you wanted snacks and stuff in Hong Kong, you see the pictures all over social media of the, the certain types of stalls that are gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I know this is a, this, this, this is a subtle a subtle lead in to the story about the the food being dumped by McDonald's, which incidentally I I don't think they can dump enough of it. I, I am not a big fan, but I mean this all emanates from the uh, scandal of of the Husi company in Shanghai. Or is it? Or is it the scandal of the fellows here who lied well, that they I, weren't using I, their meat? I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, let, let's just address the first go question on, that, that, that that was asked. Oh, um, Nigel, yeah. By Nigel, who, who who wonders who's going to pay for this? Nigel, don't be naive. You are, mate. You are, mate. Get We're your wallet paying. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's clear that up. Um, now, the second, but but as you say, the you know things were bad enough. You get somebody from Phoenix Television, and congratulations to them for exposing this. Yeah, which had some footage of the pretty scandalous level of food standards in this factory you know food being taken off the floor and bung back in the meat mincing machines food with expired labels rather than being chucked away merely having new labels put on and the initial response of one of the biggest customers of this factory which was mcdonald's was to say uh oh yeah um yeah, no no yeah no 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 yeah, that didn't, normal, didn't, didn't come from us it was confusing the, information that's what they apparently said apparently confusing information that that's what we call a lie it is indeed 
little Jimmy, that was a confusing information statement you made about nicking sixpence from my purse. Yeah. This is the new information. This is the new... Um, I mean, that's blatant. Word. It was so blatant. That's being used for a but, but, but they didn't stop there. So, so there's the, the confusing information, a.k.a. a lie. Then they had to say, well, yeah, when we said no, we mean yes. Yeah. And incidentally, we're taking those items off our menu for the time being until we found another supplier. And then the public's getting more and more annoyed. So they go, I'll tell you what, they must have had some brilliant PR consultant that says, have a press conference but don't answer any questions. This was probably the strategic advice, some some very highly paid PR specialist. So they have a press conference. They lasting. bridge, they hook, they flag, they struggle and they sink. And they did it in four minutes flat, well the, which, which involved this, this um, lady reading out a statement saying, right, that's it, bye-bye. Uh, and all the members of the assorted hackery standing go, hang on, hang on a minute, we want to ask you something. No, 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 no. We've made our statement and we're, we're off going i was going to use another word <laughs> but we're off going now and uh, there you have it that that they've they've clarified their misinformation uh, a euphemism which i'm very keen on now it turns out that, that that they've they've got to get rid of the food so they dump it in in the government um uh, food waste plot and um that's very nice that some people nice. say they might wanted to dump rather more of their food in there but that's that's a purely subjective view in fact to be fair to mcdonald's i'm quite sure they genuinely didn't know what was going on in yeah, this country i don't believe that for a moment well, i don't i don't think as customers they would have known people in the in the business would have known but i do think that you know this is like all of these things very bad things happen you get involved in things which are not of your concern but for the mcdonald's customers they're not customers of Husi. The people they're actually handing their unwritten notes over to is McDonald's. So McDonald's, like it or not, has a responsibility. They obviously thought, oh, well, if we can blame the other guys, somehow we don't have a responsibility. I'm sorry, boys, it doesn't work like that. Certainly not. You're responsible to your own customers. And if the, the, the source of that responsibility emanates from elsewhere, your responsibility is to clean up the mess. You might not have caused the mess, but your responsibility is to clean it up. I mean, it's like MAS saying, in a rather more dramatic example, oh, well, you know, somebody else shot down our plane, uh, but we're walking away. I mean, I don't think, to be fair to MAS, which is in deep doo-doo on many fronts, they've actually... Yeah, swan song, isn't it? They've it's actually... Like like... It does seem a bit like that, doesn't it? I don't think anybody from MAS is saying, that down plane, we're walking away from this, but, you know, nothing to do with us. It is quite clear they didn't cause the downing of the plane. I mean, nobody is blaming them for that, but it is their plane, and they have responsibilities. You know, if the business world was was, was, was really easy, everybody would be doing it, what, and it ain't. What does confusing information mean? That is dreadful crisis management, well, it's a lie. to use long it's, words. It's a euphemism dreadful for a lie. Dreadful crisis management. Well, you, you know, uh, they've got various people running around town, and I, I've met some of them, who, who pretend to be crisis management experts <laughs> and they come in oh and did i mention they charge very high fees oh well i didn't i forgot to mention that and they they have little flow charts and they have powerpoints and they go you know we've got to strategize we got to have it and you know actually most of this is sheer common sense you've got it a really problem is. you deal with it quickly know your stuff and don't lie don't lie actually you can put a full stop there you don't need a powerpoint to to, to know that 
Um, but what's, I mean, what's confusing I mean, information, I must Steve? say, I'm in the food business myself. In You know, when I'm not doing very high-level things like, well, like when you're not coming the chief to executive. RTHK. <laughs> or, or, yes, on the days I'm not chief executive. I can't talk about the signature today because so, I'm busy doing a session with Jackie can Jung. I, can I now say something in my individual capacity? <laughs> like, like, yeah. This is your individual capacity. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, our nightmare, and it's the nightmare of everybody who's in the catering business, is that we will be given dodgy supplies. Now... The fact of the matter is that when supplies arrive on your premises, it's your responsibility to look at them. Say, you know, does this meat look right? Do those vegetables look right? We, like, I'm sure everybody else in the business regularly sends stuff back that doesn't look right. Is that right? But, but there's a limit. You cannot conduct extensive tests on each piece of goods you supply. Therefore, you have to accept or you have to assume, I should say would be a better word, that the suppliers have a high degree of integrity and that you can trust that when they say this product expires in a month's time, that's actually true. true. You could do a battery of, of chemical tests and everything that comes through the door, but, you know, you can't... In reality, you can't but do that. here's the deal. But if... But what I was just going to say, but if things go wrong, if you have been given something dodgy... I'm sorry, it's, you've got to deal with it. You have indeed. Yeah. What I've learned from my chef mates, we do a sort of silly food session every mm. Friday morning, some great guys, really talented, and they've been explaining to me, like, they run some flashy joints, and they've been explaining to me that they can tell which farm their beef and stuff comes from. So the point being, there's all sorts of technology there that traces X, Y, and Z to your to your table here in Hong Kong. These and, are, and it's I, a selling point. I, I would have to say, these are uh, uh, relatively small restaurants, I assume. Oh, indeed, indeed. And, and it's easier to do that. I mean, the, the business I'm in, but in not in any big scale like, like McDonald's, is mass catering. I mean, we literally have very, very large quantities of meat come through the door every single day. If... You're in those circumstances. This is your personal capacity. In now. my personal right. capacity, my individual capacity, nothing to do with Back to Steve Vines on the, in the radio in a minute. <laughs> yeah, in a minute, but not now. <laughs> not today. Um, so, you know, it is, it is difficult to do that. You do your best. But, I mean, the absolute truth is anybody who says, I can give you a 100% guarantee that everything that comes through the door is 100% kosher or whatever, I would laugh. I also laugh when you get these these blokes coming into town, I'm not going to mention Jamie Oliver, who's opening a restaurant, who says, oh, I can guarantee to you that none of our supplies will come from the mainland. You ain't seen nothing yet. Well, all I can say is, very good. I'm very pleased to hear it. And you're intending to operate a restaurant in Hong Kong and you're not going to take a single a single drop of food or additive or anything from across the border. I just don't believe it. Because... There's a lot of supplies that come in packets marked, you know, from Hong Kong XYZ company. But actually... Even I know that, and yeah, I only go to yeah, the supermarket. Yeah, actually, it comes from across the border. So it's, it's very difficult to do that. So rather than tell porkies, why not just say, look, uh, you know, we get some of our supplies from there, we get some of our supplies from Australia, we get some of it from Bulgaria or wherever it is, I don't know. But, you know, what we, what we are trying to do is make sure that they're of good standard and we only deal with companies that, that have a good reputation. Yeah. That, that's all you can do. And I'm sorry if people say, well, I want an absolute guarantee. Well, then you, then you need to have an absolute guarantee that from birth you will live till 90. 
because I've never met a baby in my life whose lifespan, I can guarantee, up to the age of 90. It's just not doable. Mm. Mm. Anyway, thanks for Nigel for getting us started on that one. I've got a song for you at the end, by the way. Um, yeah, so he said... <laughs> You've always it, got a song. I've I don't know. It must be that sort of Gasp show. It. And he said that, um, you know, it's going in the landfill. Will we pay for it or will they? That was, that was what kicked us off that, on all that. started that's us off on all of that. All right, then, what do you want to do now? Well, I was going to um, uh, go on to... Um, <laughs> just, 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 just to break the break the the cycle of doom. You know the People's Daily, which oh, yeah. which you and me read every day avidly. Otherwise, I have no idea what to say on the program if That's I haven't I haven't studied People's Daily. But I've always thought the People's Daily is is a very good example of. Oh no, I can't say that on there. I've always thought the People's Daily is an interesting newspaper. Yeah, but now it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, it does what it says. It, it has <laughs> crossed the line. Go it on. has crossed the line. It came out the other day with a slamming controver- a slamming commentary saying that there are too many dogs as pets in China. Now that, for me, and I have to admit... Must be a slow news day. I do have three dogs of my own, but that to me crosses a line. But it's interesting, the authoritarian main- mindset, that they would, you know, what is it? I mean, dogs make many, many families very happy. What is it that these ghastly little creatures who run people's daily have against them? Well, I know they sometimes do their stuff on pavements. I know they sometimes... But I know all of that. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes... And, and you heard this here first. Sometimes... Is this pe- you back to being on the... This yeah. is in my individual capacity. Yeah. In my individual capacity. I, may I say that sometimes people themselves behave badly. We've got that. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that before, we've, but we've, apparently that's 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 a factual fact. We've got that one. So, I'm just worried about, you know, the, 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 the mouthpiece of the Chinese Communist Party is now anti-dog. So, I may have to withdraw my support from the Chinese Communist Party. Oh, they're not, Communist when it comes Party. with a plate full of chips. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's... I shouldn't laugh, because I really don't like that either. No, I know. But, I mean, what is it with these people? I, I'm... Uh, that's your personal capacity. That's my personal capacity. That's your capacity. Yeah. What's been going on in the news that we've forgotten about? Well, I suppose the big news, and I mean it really is the big news, and I know you've you, you've discussed it already on this program, is is the downfall of uh, Joe Yong Khan. Mm. I mean, it's very hard to exaggerate what an enormous event this is. The the the, the toppling of the, the the security chief. But what's being what interests me is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh just a little. Is I, I read in a certain English language newspaper today a column, somebody saying, "Oh, we must make sure he has a fair trial." Well, some of the most rigged and unfair trials, and believe me, the standard was low before he even got to it. So it was in the standard. Um, no, <laughs> some of the <laughs> trials were pretty rigged even before he got there. Um, were in fact conducted under the re- the reign uh, of uh, Joe. So the idea that, that, that he shouldn't be subjected to the same unfairness that he, he inflicted on all the other literally thousands of victims of his, his, his reign as securities are is kind of interesting. Although, you know, you do know that the legal process in China, if somebody appears in court, he's guilty. And we'll look at the evidence afterwards. I'll tell uh, you, but he is guilty. 
Now, I'm not saying for one moment that this is a man who's pure as the driven snow and he's never taken an advantage of neither of any of his families. I mean, you know, I'm trying... Families. To, families. <laughs> well, you, you don't know, you know. Um, well, anyway, I don't know that. That's a detail I don't know. But yeah. some of these chaps have more than one family, you know. I'll tell you what. Yesterday morning, I was chatting to Adrian Brown, who's Al Jazeera's man in China. He's covering this there in depth. Yeah. And he, too, said what you said to me earlier on this morning. This is the biggest deal since... The, the downfall of the Gang of Four. And, you know, it, it is, on the one hand, as it says on the tin, or at least as it says on the People's Daily Tin, it is, of course, about anti-corruption. But it also tells you the vicious world of infighting that goes on among the Chinese leadership. Now, one of the great advantages that we're told of not having democracy is that you don't get these internal battles, that it's all, you know, very smooth and government's very smooth. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Get on the wrong side of the boss and very terrible things happen to you. And if you think that there are other corrupt people in the system, goodness knows, there just might be another one or two in the entire Chinese system. What do you think is going to determine whether they go to court? Will it be the level of their corruption, or will it be where they stand in the internal political struggle? Well, mm. quite evidently, it's the latter. So there must be an enormous upheaval going on within the upper echelons of the Chinese Communist Party, details of which we don't know because nobody knows exactly when's it going to get out of control and, and i mean the notion is that it's well, controlled you know when it's it going in certain of, directions you, you, you know what 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 happened when it really got out of control in china was you had the cultural revolution and the collateral fallout from that was quite literally hundreds of thousands possibly millions of people being dead deprived of livelihood the education system wrecked etc etc so all those people who say you know, it's the Chinese way to control this, and it, at least it works for us. We'll tell that. Tell that to the victims of the Cultural Revolution, honestly. Let's leave it there, Steve. Thanks very much. Steve Fine's back with us at the same time next week. 